Communications disruption can mean only one thing. This is Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome everybody to episode 30 of wow. Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Peter Viox, joined today by my good friend and co-host, Joshua Rowe. How's it going, man? It's been like 10 weeks since we've had a good, solid, even number there with a zero behind it, so... 30? Yeah. We're getting there, man. It's been 10 episodes since 20, huh? <laughs> I guess it has to be. Yeah, I know. 30 is a lot. <laughs> it is. It is. Wait till we get to 300. It's coming, man. Slowly. Yeah. Um, One week at a time, buddy. How many is that? Six years from now. <laughs> Five and a half years. So how you doing, man? Doing pretty good. It's Star Wars Day. Oh yeah, for the thirtieth time this year. <laughs> um, it's awesome. What kind of Star Wars stuff you been up to this week? Well, I've been watching a lot of just general Star Wars junk, and I've been reading some more of my comics. Which it's Wednesday, so it's New Comic Book Day. So get out there and support your comic book shops, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you stop yeah. by today? I did, and I got some really good, um, brand new. Dr. Aphra and the new 67 of Star Wars, and I've got them in the Greatest Moments covers, too. Oh, nice. I've got all those so far, and uh, they're in the Empire Strikes Back now. Are those the ones that you lay out, and it just yeah. creates like this poster-ish? Oh, I don't know. Thing? It's, um, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I wouldn't think so. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think those are more like just the Age of Rebellion and Republic stuff, that where they do all the, the blues and the reds. That's exactly what it is, yeah. These are... um. Betrayal at Bespin and the greatest scene, I think, in Star Wars history, period, is Vader telling Luke who he is to him. Yeah. The reveal, the big reveal. So and that's exciting. For that's sure, awesome. Man. Um, how far are you into uh, Alphabet Squadron? Man, I've been having a hard time with it. Um, Audio? Yes, it, it's it's not because of that. It's Audio's just, great. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, my mind's just been in a million places lately yeah. to be taking in fiction. I've just been busy as fuck, but I'm happy. It's Star Wars Day, and I feel really super positive about it. Well, good. Um, yeah, I went to the comic book store today too and got those and some, you know, Batman seventy three, of course. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, you yeah. too. Good, good. Um, I've also kind of decided. Um, I wanted to kind of fill in some holes in my uh, action figure collection. Um. For like six inch figures and that, I've been trying to get my hands on an Ahsoka, uh -huh. um, and I I have a Black Series Sabine coming um, oh, wow. next week. Pretty Sweet. excited! So like I'm going for like the full Rebels. Like I have this one little wall next to my closet. Oh, yeah, I saw it with your yeah. Kanan and um, Hera, you got up Hera and Thrawn. Yeah, yeah and that's uh, that's going to be Rebels, and going to try and get my hands on the chopper soon. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, finally completed the um, the Resistance. Wave one. I saw that. Like I had all the single figures. The double packs. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have any of the two packs. And I got the Yeager and, and the R1J5. I love that they call Bucket R1J5 on, on the on uh -huh. on the uh, blister. And uh, Poe and BB-8. So that's good. That's exciting. 
And yeah, I'm really into those three and three quarter inch figures right now. Like that, that's the thing, man. I collect so many different things that I feel like I never really make any headway on any of them. Yeah. Cause there's so much. Yeah. There's so much. Yeah. A little of a lot. It's what I got. And, um, I got a black series Tarkin. I did pick one of those up nice. with the, the probe. Oh, the, uh, cool. Yeah. So I'm just trying to focus on the three and three quarter inch right now. Okay. And I'm doing straight up trying to get every single, um, Varying everything from Star Wars Episode One. Okay, and uh, so I've decided every Wednesday when I go in there, I'm just going to buy one more, one more three and three quarter inch figure. So that's exciting. When they don't have what I'm looking for, I'll just go to Orange Card Power of the Force, and then that way, you know, I got 52 figures. So today, I went in there and I found um, a Battle Droid because there are like four variants of it. And yeah, I uh, got that one. But then she uh, had the three. Yeah. I saw this Obi Wan Kenobi, and you know, I said I was only going to get one, and you know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been doing. Instead of like taking in the content, yeah, I've been collecting. Well, it's little by little. I mean, if you can't get into the fantasy stuff and like pull in so much story, at least you can get something, yeah, tangible that way. You know, sometimes your head is is so full. Yeah, like how can you fill up? How can you fill up a cup that's already full? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's just kind of what it felt like. And every you time I would listen cup. to it, I was thinking about you know, I've got to get this done. And like, and before I knew it, I'm like, I got new characters on the audiobook that I don't even know who they are. Exactly. So I keep, I kept like going back and what I've heard, I fucking love. Um, but to answer your question <laughs> that you asked several minutes ago, uh, probably towards the end of chapter six, maybe middle of it. Okay. Where are you at? 12. Oh, yeah, nice. The latter part of 12. So you're, you're digging it. I love it. It's great. Awesome, um, man. I'm having to pick up the book. A lot. Now, I've been doing audiobook just because I like Star Wars audiobooks. For those who don't listen to audiobooks, you're missing out because the production values in a Star Wars audiobook is unlike anything else out there. It's not just somebody in a sound booth reading page by page. These are, we'll call them voice actors. Honestly, they really are, especially with guys like Mark Thompson and you got Jonathan Davis and stuff out there. They're really a January. Uh, Lavoy, it's great. This one is no exception, and all the sound effects and everything—the humming of the X wings and stuff in the background—it really immerses you in that world. Except for the fact that there's so much information in this one, and all the new names and the full introduction of something that we've never seen before—it's kind of hard to follow. So I picked up the hardback, and it's kind of nice being able to mull back over and flip through and get the spellings and stuff and actually stop and read it. Slowly. That's, that's really cool, man. Um, Eden's doing the same thing. You She's hopping from Kindle one. to audio. And I mean, once things start settling down a little bit, I'm probably, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely planning on reading it after the audiobook. I mm -hmm. think that I'm just going to go ahead and just, you know, go on through it. Yeah, I would. And, and then reread. I would. And then that, that way I'll just have like this, this Based idea. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, let me know what you think. Like, uh, obviously spoiler free and we're definitely going to be talking about that on the show eventually, uh, at my current snail's pace, not anytime soon. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm having a hard time getting through it too. Like to be on chapter 12 is saying a lot. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's been busy. And for those of you who don't know, it's a companion series to the Marvel TIE fighter comic series. Uh, issue three just came out today. We've got two more coming out by 
what, the end of July, I think? Or do they run up to August? I think it's a monthly, so that would be August, the middle of August, wouldn't yeah. it? Something like that. Awesome. Well, I feel good, man. I, I feel like I'm ready, man. Like my my neck's doing good. Good. Like I I don't look like Michael Keaton in a bat suit when I have to look at somebody now. You know you know what I'm trying to say. I wouldn't mind having that cowl <laughs> though. That would be kind of cool. So I'm good. I'm good. So what are we talking about today, man? Um, bucket heads and frowny faces. Hell yeah, we're talking about stormtroopers. And you all remember uh, we we asked for uh, your input for some comlink com chatter about like uh, what do you guys want to hear in in the summer lull before it gets wild and crazy and this came from our buddy Anthony you know him as a rural farm boy our friend and yours and um, so we asked questions to Twitter like you know what's your favorite type of trooper and why um, are stormtroopers the worst shot in the galaxy yeah things like that and uh, just threw some polls out there that we're gonna tackle like a little bit later on but I say we just go ahead and start right on into that comlink chatter you must contact me. And this is a voicemail from Rural Farm Boy. How do Rural Farm Boy? How do Jam Transmissions crew? Peter, Josh, Miss Evening, if you're there. Yep, it's me. So this week we're talking Imperial Stormtroopers, and maybe First Order Stormtroopers, or Stormtroopers in general. And my humble thanks for your picking my idea. Peter put up a post last week asking for this long summer's coming. Maybe news might be a might slow. Which ends want to talk about? And I threw that idea out. And, well, here it is. And all the different variations about stormtroopers. And maybe your first question was... What's some of our favorites? So I'll start with that. And just for me, of all of them, a favorite, my most favorite is the standard TK Stormtrooper. Oh, yeah. And that comes from my time that I served in Garrison Creed up here in Western Pennsylvania. That there was the last costume that I had of the bunch that I did. And it was my most favorite. I've loved Stormtrooper since I first seen him as a 10-year-old naive kid. When they boarded the Tanda V4. And yeah, Darth Vader. But no, I was just so took by their look. And they were very ferocious. And maybe more nowadays, they kind of get talked about badly and what made me pitch this idea come from an article that Dominic Jones you know Star Wars Underworld Dominic Jones yeah Who's that? a couple few mm -hmm. years back he put up an article on Star Wars Underworld about in defense of stormtroopers and it's one I've always stood by and I'll tell you why because well for several reasons um, firstly, they was born from the clone troopers from the Clone Wars, but they weren't, they started out as clones and they ended up being conscriptions and recruits and why they miss 
why they well I disagree with that because in that 19 year span between the end of Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope how's one take an iron hold of a galaxy nearly a whole galaxy with incompetent soldiers he's got a point yes it does that can't happen they got to be pretty damn competent. Yeah. For 19 years, domination with incompetent troops. Uh, I don't think so. And there'd be proof to that in a new hope. Um, firstly, when they board the Tandy V4, you seen that? What happened? That like firefight mm. happened pretty quick, and Stormtroopers wins every time. And yeah, folks are going on about when Luke and Han and Leia and Chewbacca are on the Death Star, and they kept getting missed. Well, maybe you think they might have been ordered to miss, and we're told so after they escape. When Grand Moff Tarkin tells Vader he's taking a great big risk in letting them escape. So you think maybe they was ordered to miss because they wanted them captured? Because that's how I take it. And maybe you might want to go back and take a look and see. So that's my thoughts. And maybe, well, what's yours? And I'm looking greatly forward to hearing what all our other friends got to say about this. And your show going to follow up Blue Harvest, hopefully this Saturday or whenever it drops. Oh, we'll be on time. But it's surely going to be in my playlist. So until then, my Star Wars friends, may the force be with each of you. See you on the radio. And may, may the, the force, force be with, with you. you. Hey, 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 Jinx. You owe me a code. That was a good voicemail. Mm-hmm. So he kind of um, brings up some really interesting points about uh, why they miss yeah. so much. You know, that's something I've, you know, it's it's, it's common to think stormtroopers suck. We, uh, we talked about that in one of our very early episodes about how the force works, you know, what's going on about. Um, Troot on Scarif and was it the will of the force and all this? How, how did they miss? And I think a lot of that had to do with it was the will of the force. And Anthony's got a good point, man. 19 years with people who can't hit the broadside of a star destroyer. Right. Yeah. That's not, it's not happening. You can't take an iron hold of the galaxy that way. What was Obi-Wan's words to Luke when they're there at the sand crawler? That they were, um, no one in this galaxy is that precise. Yes. Besides stormtroopers. Yeah. Couldn't be the sand people. Yep. Only and also the tracks. Fish. Yeah. You know, threw it off. Yeah. So obviously they are competent. They have a reputation for being extremely competent. And the first thing that we see is them just like wipe the floor on the Tanta V4. Yep. So. Especially at the end of Real One. Like it was no contest. And this Vader aside. Yeah. Like, the Rebels had no chance. Right. Exactly. 
Um, no, these are really valid points, man. And also like pointing out about Tarkin saying, you know, yeah. it's a great risk letting them go. Yeah. Uh, dude, that's, that's it. Yeah. That sums it up. They missed on purpose. I mean, to me, it at least, cover fire. At, at least in that instance, that seems pretty feasible. Like that's good enough for my head cannon now. Well, and has Vader ever had a problem letting them go and be used as meat shields? No, not really. Not but ever. He, he seems to he seems to value his stormtroopers a lot more than his, the Imperials. His. Yes, yeah. <laughs> these are Death Star troopers. These aren't Vader's fists. This is these are just regular yeah. run of the mill. <laughs> these guys are expendable. No, that's a that's that's a really good point, man. And thank you for that voicemail, and also for the idea for this show. Yeah. We're gonna have a lot of fun with this one. Uh, let's let's move on down the mailbox. We've got another voicemail uh, from our buddy Johnny. Here's Johnny from the My Star Wars Life Debt podcast and blog. Uh, hey Pete, uh, Josh, and Eden. Uh, you better Johnny buckle up. From, uh, My Star Wars Life Debt. Uh, I was worried I was going to miss the deadline on email, so I thought, uh, rather than writing a lengthy email, I'm going to just do a voicemail. I think it's my first to you guys as well, which is like, whoa, exciting. He's right. Um, is it? So, yeah, he was on the Stormtroopers. Huh. Um, I really think, like, I, what I've... I, I can't decide which of, like, the era... Which era are my favourite ones. I mean, like, the clones were so iconic in their own right. Um, uh, I can definitely say I prefer the um, second generation armor to the first generation. I, I don't, I really couldn't get along with the um, the Attack of the Clones uh, armor. It looked cool, don't get me wrong, it really did look cool, but there's something about the uh, Revenge of the Sith version that I really kind of was more drawn to in terms of design. Um, Stormtroopers, well, they can't hit anything. Uh, they're useless. But oh, shots really fired! Enjoy, yeah, no like, shit. No pun intended. In the, in the canon, in the new canon books, where like, um, and if you, I don't know if you've read um, Twilight Company by Alexander Freed, but one of the one of the characters, like one of the plot lines, is about a stormtrooper uh, on Solust, and like when she's not in the armor, she's. Um, she works for like uh, I think she works in a bar you know for like the miners and you know they all dislike stormtroopers but like she kind of makes a living working there um so it's like you know stormtroopers are just do, being stormtroopers because they have to be sometimes uh, I'm sure they you know there would be some who join up to the Empire because they want to but you know maybe like you know it's a grunt level job there's essentially job security you, you know there's always going to be a need for stormtroopers and perhaps um, you know it's like a way for you to get away for like people to you know if, they, if they're living on a planet that they really don't like you know um, it's the way off I mean, look what happened with Han in uh, Solo. You know, joining the Empire was the best way to get um, get off of Corellia. Um, I'm really liking a lot of the, the new designs that we're getting for the original uh, trilogy era. Um, 
gotta say, the Scarif Troopers are probably my favourite of the new ones. Uh, they look pretty cool, and I really like the fact that they're wearing like um, like nice baggy trousers to uh, you know because of the heat. Um, and then we've got like the First Order, and in terms of kind of ruthlessness and brutality, the First Order Troopers are like. They're the ones. They're like the top. Oh yeah. The top of the uh, top of the iceberg in terms of you know how formidable a fighting force they are. I think we see that um, very quickly in Force Awakens. Um, you know, and they're, they're I mean like kind of like their unflinching dedication to like uh, I mean like. If you look in the Last Jedi, like when like, the supremacy has just like had its massive, uh, well after the Holdo maneuver, Phasma leads a group of stormtroopers into the hangar bay that is absolutely decimated on fire, and you know they're basically hunt, trying to kill two people and a droid who's taken over an ATST. Um, but like they've, you know most people were trying to evacuate in that kind of scenario but no the first order troopers are absolutely you know they're like no 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 this is the mission we're going for it um so yeah that's my kind of take on stormtroopers um kind of like where i sit with the whole budget and also i really like the first order stormtrooper design i think they did a really good job of kind of giving us a not an updated version of the stormtroopers whilst keeping it quite familiar. Um, and you know, who I, can't, I don't know who did the, the, that design, but you know, they knocked it out of the park really. Um, and they just they look. I mean, like. If you look at like the normals, of, like the original trilogy stormtroopers, they don't look that imposing. But there's something about the first order stormtroopers that looks like you know they are going to kick your gonking ass. Yes, I said gonking. Yes, you um, did. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's it from me. Um, have a great show, and uh, speak to you guys soon. And may that force be with you. May the force be with you too, Johnny. Yeah, man. Thanks for that voicemail. Yeah, it's good to hear your voice, man. We love getting the emails, but it's always good to hear from you. I think I think he's earned a a new little music clip to go along with his here's Johnny with this, you know, you can, like Kid Cuddy, you can catch me switching lanes, lanes, switching lanes. <laughs> lanes, switching lanes, lanes. You can catch me switching lanes, lanes. At least he uses his turn signal. Yeah. Thank you for using your turn signal. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And uh, it's great to be here, on so. your on your drive, on your commute in your Corellian Corvette, buddy. Yeah. No, nah, it's awesome, man. So, yeah, yeah, send us more voicemails, Johnny. We love you, buddy. And everybody, if you uh, don't already know, Johnny has that My Star Wars Life Debt podcast. Just look it up. And blog. Yep. So, let's talk about what he um, was talking about here. Um, he said that stormtroopers can't hit anything, Anthony. You so, know what? Take it to Twitter, guys. Fight. <laughs> so, um yeah, what do you think about what Anthony said there, Johnny? I mean, it's an interesting point of view. I mean, you've got it. You've you've got it in 
the lines mm -hmm. there. You know, he's sitting there saying, you let him go. You have examples of them being really badass. Then you have examples of them missing. Could they be missing on purpose? Yeah. Want to hear your thoughts on that, man? Um, I'm with him 100% on how badass those first order stormtroopers yeah. look. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. Especially like the flame troopers and stuff. Like they're just different. Like there's no like the visor shield on those things are so small on their helmets yeah. and it's just a very unique design. It is really cool. In fact, I remember I was actually in Tokyo um, soon after this Force came weekends, out yeah. and uh, I went to the Kotobukiya store in, which was a sixth floor, amazing building of just nothing but Kotobukiya. Yes, it's as amazing as it sounds in um, Akihabara, the dreamland of all of us geeks. <laughs> um, and the, the one thing that I bought, the model kit was a first order stormtrooper. And Where's that at? It's up, it's up in the library. Did you get it done? Or is it just in a He's belt? missing one leg. I broke wow. the belt, dude. So here's the thing. Like, I know you're into like gun and models and stuff, but for some reason, these fingers break plastic like it's nobody's business. It's probably just playing guitar for 20 years or you something. You got to be careful. When I'm, when I'm pushing it together, it's just all of a sudden, sometimes it just. Yeah. So you got to finesse that. It's pretty funny. He was always <laughs> on the shelf, just hanging on one leg. And every time I saw him, I would say, tis but a scratch. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. Cool. So, I tell you what, man, um, Johnny was pointing out that the First Order are top-tier soldiers, and you know what? That's going to kind of go right into our poll, our first poll. Yeah. Um, I asked everybody, you know, generally speaking, between Imperial Stormtroopers and First Order Stormtroopers, who would win in a battle, assuming that each side had the same number of troopers? Mm -hmm. I think it depends on the era. I'll throw that out there. So, yeah, there is a lot of time. Mm -hmm. There is, but... That's why I threw in generally speaking. Yeah. I think um, I think that we can have a clear idea in our heads of what those base stormtroopers are, mm -hmm. even across all those times. Don't you think? Sort of. So let's take the 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 stormtroopers that stormed the Tana V four. Those okay. are, those are the Imperial stormtroopers. Right, if we're going like Episode four on, yeah, First Order, I think are just more competent. And so you thought that when they were more like clones, yeah, hands down, yeah, yeah. I also thought um, the First Order Stormtroopers were better, and I, I put my vote in on that as well. And my reason being was actually more about the length of training, length of service. Yeah. Because there's a big difference between who's under the, the helmet. helmets there. So That's let's. That's kind of where I was going with it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at the results. This was a hell of a lot closer than I thought it would be. Same here. I didn't think it would be 59%. To forty one percent first order over. Yeah, yeah. And I, everybody I was, was very like be... very like staunch. Like yeah. Oh, it's definitely imperial, or it's definitely first. Yeah, order. there were no hard question. lines. Yeah, yeah. There were hard lines drawn, but I didn't expect them to be so close. Yeah. So by a slim margin, first order wins. And Josh, you and I seem to be in in agreement. And we were going to talk about like some of the differences between the two types. Well, those two types mm -hmm. of stormtroopers. So let's start with um, the Imperials. Who was under that helmet during the Empire's rule? We well, can start from the beginning. In the very beginning, um, like I said earlier, just where we started out at, in the very beginning, we have a lot of clones. And I think if you're taking like from episode three up to Rogue One, it, it the First Order wouldn't stand a chance just because you've got some seriously battle-hardened individuals and they're conscripted and they're 
they're just made for war. I mean, you can train up a soldier, a child all you want to, but if you've got a genetically modified individual yeah. from a, a bounty hunter, arguably the greatest bounty hunter, yeah, with all of this expertise and this experience fighting with the Jedi, there's there's no way. Like this the wars that these clones fought opposed to the wars the experience level of the enemies that the first order was going to fight. It's not the same. They're not getting the same amount of difficulty. So the early empire would wipe out the first order. So in the empire, that's like along the lines of rebels, rogue one, and you know, the original trilogy though, what about that? Who's under those helmets? These are conscripted people. These are, um, these are drafted individuals. These are like people in slave conditions getting out, saying, okay, I'll join and I'll do this instead. Uh, these are oppressed individuals trying to find a way out of a worse situation. So um, are their hearts in it? That's another thing. Um, coming from my experience in this real world that we live in, uh, your best what, soldiers. What's that? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> your best soldiers are going to be the ones who are there for the right reasons, for the sense of duty, the sense of honor. It's the ones that are kind of made to be there are just total shit. Well, they're, see, you've got it, it's a perfect example to go back to what Johnny was talking about. How, like, for instance, Han Solo, or even other characters in Star Wars, sometimes it's the best way for them to get off of their shit whole planet yeah and maybe in the real world you've also got people that you know they sucked at school they suck at life they're gonna suck at everything it's the only choice is to go into the military or jail don't. or military yeah right and um so you're saying that those are on the the bottom tier oh yeah they're terrible yeah, for sure and that yeah. makes total sense okay so yeah so you your ranks are littered with people who aren't in it yeah 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 they're not they're not gung ho military for the might of the empire. You know, that's, yeah. I mean, you'll have them. Of course you've got them, but I, from what we are getting out of canon, I think we got more of that in the officer ranks than we did in what we see as far as the stormtroopers. I, I think you're right. Yeah, honestly. And also like it, for the sake of this poll, like who are they up against? They're up against the first order stormtroopers. And so I guess we'll just say who's under that, who under that helmet. Child soldiers. I mean, they've been they've been stolen from Project Project Resurrection, brain scraped when things don't go the way they want to go. So yeah. I mean, they're they're mindless. They're they're made to be soldiers. So it's almost clones in a way. Almost. Yeah. So the difference is is they're not grown from a petri dish. Yeah. They are taken at what like age five, six to eight, ten ish, yeah. and, and then. Young. Just do what you will with them. Yeah. You can brainwash a younger person. So by the time you get someone who's of age to apply to the military in the, in the empire, yeah. this person has already got potentially 10 years of uh, hand-to-hand combat and uh, simulations and just all these different things. If all the training more, yeah. that it would take them many more They're years so to get. so far behind. And the sense of duty and um, attachment to the first yeah. order that a regular volunteer would not have. 
And think about how much easier it is, like how much you can cram into a young head yeah. versus an 18 to 20 year old or even like our age, 30. It's really hard for you and I to learn one other language right now. Yeah. If we started right now, maybe less so when we're 18, but when we're eight, we could sit there and learn four. And within a year's time. Yeah. Yeah. So think about um, taking that out of language. You can put battle knowledge. You can put military tactics into these kids. So these are, in my head, they have way more potential. Oh, yeah. Don't you think? That, yeah, yeah. Hands down. And not even that. It's just the psychological part of it is you're with a, a 18, 17-year-old plus individual. You're trying to rewrite their sense of morality, their senses of right and wrong and what's what they will or will not do or what they're going to have. Like Finn had issues with killing the people on, um, wow. What planet were they on? Whatever. Force awakens opening scene. He didn't fire his blaster. He had issues with it. Like which he was also a janitor. We found out, but he had breakdown, but that you see, that was an issue with the first order. That was a rarity. Yeah. How much, of a rarity would that have been in the late empire? Obviously not so much of a rarity because you had so many. And we're getting canon yeah. examples of that now. Huge, yeah, huge amounts of people breaking off They're saying that the first Death Star goes out and they're like, okay, we're going to go out and do our own thing. This, this is not working. The ship's yeah. selling. I think though, like I, I know we were talking about like uh, the, the empire, about how like they, they had the more opportunity to have crappy soldiers. Oh yeah. But I think that the ones, the majority of the ones that they had were good. I think that um, there's a lot to be said about the emperor's um, mind hive mental magic that he does. You know, I yeah. don't know what you would call that, but you know, when he's gone, the empire starts to fall apart really quickly. Yeah. And, um, but he almost orchestrates that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that just that man is just crazy. Honestly, I just can't understand anything he does. <laughs> I I don't know, man. If 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 we're gonna get more answers to his end game, or if there's ever any end game, let's think about it though. Like when, when the empire ends, what he does is well, we have to just destroy it because an empire without me has to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. That's a weird mentality, isn't it? Yeah, he's but a he's a fucking psycho, dude. It's pious thinking, you know. It's <laughs> But yeah, we'll pull it back to the troops. You know, I, I just, I get all upset when I talk about Palpatine. That's, he's, he's a freaking He's weirdo. a smarmy <laughs> uh, he's, he's He's an amazing character. He's extremely deep and he's not likable in the story. On purpose. But people love him and I love him for his complexity. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I just wanted to clear that up. So another thing that we asked for Comlink Chatter was, what is your favorite type of trooper? And let's start out with our buddy, Jeff Kiltz. Heavy Metal. He said... I picked First Order Stormies in your poll because they actually don't miss and kill them all. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Evidence backed up by my favorite Stormy, the Flame Trooper. That, you were, you were that image was that. cool, yeah. Yeah. 
So, let's see. That that flame trooper is really cool. Like I like I remember like some of the um the imagery that they were putting out before you got any information about the sequel trilogy yeah. and it like one of the the cardboard stand-ups in a Toys R Us, rest in peace, was know, right? was a uh, one of those slit-eyed things, and like you could go with the app on your phone. I forget mm-hmm. what it was, and take pictures, and they'd move around like um, augmented reality. Yeah, that was cool. So like I really like that one too. You don't see too much of them in anything. You don't, do no. you? But it's really cool. Like the uh, they had snow troopers and stuff there too. But yeah, we don't see any snow troopers in the first order in the movies. Yeah, but we get a lot of their toys and stuff. So I'd like to see more of those, but we're not going to because it's all Saiyan worlds. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one that we got was from the Nerdiverse Network at Nerdiverse N. And I don't know whether this is from the husband or wife from the Nerf Herder podcast, but we got Death Troopers. Death Troopers rule. Troopers are always cooler in black. And then it was a gif of a Death Trooper playing guitar and banging their cool. head. Yeah. So yeah, dude, Death Troopers are sick. They look awesome. I actually started learning how to like work with 3d printing files and stuff when when rogue one came out because i wanted to 3d print a death trooper helmet and once i realized how long it takes to use a library 3d printer yeah in a different county (laughs) all that driving and stuff like before you knew it i had like those two little pieces on the on the end Mm -hmm. and i had put like seven hours of work in adjustment count golly yeah, so yeah worth it. super cool um death trooper was actually the first black series figure that i ever bought and really? my first star wars bobblehead hmm. given to me by our good friend and one of our listeners and an amazing patron of ours mike really yep oh he's cool dude he's the best you all are the best don't get jealous all right so <laughs> what do you think man what is what is your favorite kind of trooper um I would say the shadow troopers are my favorite just because just that weirdness. They're just different. Um, I think because that was probably one of the first black troopers that we got to see, Mm. you know, um, the armor, the schematics and everything that they've got as far as that mirrory looking camouflage. And that was the first black aesthetic that we got besides tie the, yeah, but But as far as like, yeah, Yeah, I, I see what you mean. My bad. It was everything was just straight up blacked, blacked out, and yeah. like the tie pilots are cool and they've got all their stuff, but their tubes. It was different. It was just they were. We never saw them move around. There was no armor or nothing to them. Really, they had their like their just moving the dial. Yeah, <laughs> they were so soft, <laughs> and their helmets are too big. But um, the Death Troopers were cool. I like those too. Yeah. I gotta say that my favorite, if I really have to pick one, would have to be the uh, the cold weather troopers mm-hmm. um, from Hoth. I think like the mask. Whenever I see a a trooper cosplay uh, or a five hundred first or something um, at a convention, and it's it's a, a Hoth trooper, a lot of respect. I man. immediately take a picture because it's just so cool looking. Yeah, it's cool, man. Like you, but, he ha-ha. looks he looks like he. <laughs> well, there you go, man. And he looks like he's, it, they are really capable of just fucking shit up, man. That you look more menacing. I guess because the face is covered. I'm more ninja looking. I don't know. Maybe that's what it yeah, is. That crazy George Lucas samurai aesthetic. That he's, you know what's crazy though is like, none with all these helmets, you've got that aesthetic to where they're creepy already mm-hmm. because their faces aren't moving or yeah, you can't see nothing, it. Yeah. And that's just, that's unsettling. 
if you don't know who your enemy is. Right. But it's just like taking it another couple of inches nothing. there. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Um, I I know you were hating on the TIE fighter pilot helmet size and their tubes and their knobs, but man, no, I like them. I'm just messing with I, you. Yeah, That's just, probably my second favorite. They're they're different. Yeah. I'm with Anthony though. Like the original Stormtrooper, iconic, man. It was the first like vintage Kenner figure that I bought multiples of. Yeah. Because when I was hitting up flea markets um as a kid, you know, I'm only 32. Like I didn't I didn't buy them off off shelves. Yeah. My dream as like a little kid was to set up a whole army, like a whole hangar bay of those stormtrooper figures and have like when an empire, when he walks in the, uh, Lambda class yes. lands and there's just, yeah, the shuttle tons of storm. I, I wanted to make a diorama of that. That would basically take up half of this room that we're sitting in right now. At least, at least this rug size would be cool. If I ever become I like super wealthy, like I can just start throwing money away. Yeah. I'm going to buy a warehouse and just set up dioramas for figures. That's like, awesome. Like that's just one one dream I've always had oh, since too, I was a dude. kid. So. Like a like a one fiftieth scale. Yeah, at at would be neat. Oh yeah. So stormies are cool, man. They they all these troopers they they just really set the imagination on fire. And I think a lot of it has to do not just with their characteristics and personalities and ability to follow orders. It's the way that they look. Yeah, they look they look so damn cool. I think my favorite aesthetic. As far as like, you know, like you said, the, uh, the callback to just nostalgia and stuff is the sand trooper on Tatooine with the sergeant. It's oh, got yeah. the big orange pauldron. Yep. I'll, if I could cosplay one, that'd be my favorite one to do. So we can include clones in this. Are there any types of variants of clones that you like or just general clones? Dude, Rex's phase two armor would be. Yeah. If I could have that with like the commander, captain like the skirts and stuff like that. And just the whole oh, yeah. crazy look. The clone armor is my favorite. It's super cool, man. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I hate to say it, like um, what Johnny was saying about like the, the differences between attack of the clones and the revenge of the mm-hmm. Sith armors. Like I dislike those movies so much when they came out and I'm yeah. only just kind of coming around to watching them that I can't really tell a difference between them. I, th- I mean, I can, yeah. I can, I can see it, but like, I don't feel attached to them. I, I'm attached to the Clone Clone Wars clone oh, yeah. armor. And we get so many different variations from it. There's a lot. Yeah. There's so much. Yeah. And I just, I love them all, man. I, I got probably going to say Commandos. They're cool. I like. They're, they're round. Everything's round on it. Yeah. And also, with that being said, I'm obviously excited about 99 Batch. Yeah, the Bad Batch. Yeah, man. Awesome. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's just something about the visors, too. It's kind of similar to, well, for one, it's glowing. I tell you what, though, now that we're talking about clones, I set up a second poll. And in fact, I did this on purpose. I did this with this plan in mind because I thought everybody would say, first order troopers going to be mopping the floor with the imps. And um, so I was going to put whoever won that one Mm -hmm. up against clones. So who would win in a battle, assuming each side had the same number of troops, quote unquote, Generally speaking. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Clone Troopers, 81% to First Order, 19. Oh, dude, hands down. Yeah. Not even close. Based on like what we were just talking about, the only major difference between them is potentially eight years of childhood mm-hmm. and the fact that they have natural in 
ingrained rapport with one another because they are genetically the same. Yeah. Even though they have different personalities and branch off and sometimes they butt heads, but sometimes we butt, we butt head with, with ourselves sometimes, don't we? Yeah. Like I get on my own damn nerves, you know? Yeah. So that makes sense. So eight years of childhood, natural inborn rapport, and that's it. And um, the personality traits of Django, that ruthlessness, the yeah. ability to take risks. Well, that and I think it all goes back to your the difficulty of the enemies that you're fighting. I mean, you've got Ooh. overwhelming odds of the separatist droids and stuff that are completely ruthless that don't tire out. And it doesn't matter if you shoot their arms off, they're going to stop. Now, if you shoot a rebel's arm off, he's done. He may not be dead, but he's done. If you injure a human, that's just natural anatomy. That's going to happen. You're going to take them down. You may not kill them, but they're a casualty. You blow off an arm to a, a battle droid, they're going to keep going. It's not a, a vital piece. Think of that. Waves after waves after waves after waves. They don't need water. They don't need food. They don't need sleep. Just for the sake of argument, though, you've got these battle droids coming at you and yes, you've got waves and waves, mm. but they are predictable. They are. And then you put the human nature in underneath your helmet there. Yeah. There's that spark of unpredictability where you have to be, you probably wouldn't take as many risks because you don't know without a shadow of a doubt what the enemy's going to do. Yeah. So I think that, I think that they balance each other out in weird ways. Except for like, you've got a human that is controlling their actions and stuff and for the risks that a normal person wouldn't take, well, you've got thousands more that you can just waste. Yeah. So it wouldn't matter if you, I don't know, I, I would rather face another human army than I would a, a droid one. Fair enough. So let's check out some of the comments to that one. We got, uh, it's not close from Eric is going to <laughs> Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. Oh, you know, just as a side note. Uh, tickets will have gone on sale the day that this episode hits. Josh, you going to buy tickets? You going? No, I'm not going. I'm You're not going? Mind. No. No. I think we're going to save it for vacations and stuff and just, it's going to be too hard. Well, I hate to tell you, man. It's only like four days though. I'm not going either. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. It's, uh, it's, it's just not right for me in my financial situation right now. I got too many three and three quarter inch. Star Wars Phantom Menace figures to buy. No, but in all in all jokes aside, um, man, celebration in a place that's far away from home. It's one year after the one that I just went to. Yeah, and it's, it's only different. four days, and I can't drive. Yeah, to Anaheim from Lexington, Kentucky. I can drive to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so flights. Yeah, and that's, it's that's ex- a lot of money. more expensive over there too. Yeah, if and, it was like a whole week, it'd be different, but it's not. It sucks. It yeah. sucks. But man, you know what? We're going to watch it. That's we get the live thing. stream. We're going to have the whole thing. So we're going to be counting on all of our buddies to like give us the the like first person accounts and pictures and stuff. I'm going to yeah. be with y'all just following you and living vicariously through you. And just like some of you probably did through me in the last one. Um, I'm so happy for our buddy Johnny. He gets to go. Oh, I'm looking forward to it for him. Yeah, that's great. He's probably cussing now that he found going. out. Yeah. Well, yeah, I already told him already, and he, he sent me the the Vader. Where's his, now, uh, now that he knows you're not going, man. That sucks. Just just come to Kentucky, and we can all watch it together. But I'm just kidding. You got to go. So I, that's awesome. If his flight layovers and stuff were, like, close, I wouldn't mind going out 
and hanging out with oh, them. Oh, yeah, you never know. States, yeah. yeah, you never know. Like, yeah, going over that tiny little pond, yeah. that, that's quite a quite e- a haul. Email us your itinerary. Yeah, do that. And also, so happy for you and happy for Eric, and thank you for that comment. Um, let's go back to the comments. We've got The Norse Awakens. I love that name. Says, I guess I'm one of those First Order sympathizers. Hmm. Are we First Order sympathizers, Josh? No. What do you think it means to be a first order sympathizer? Because I think that it's kind of. I uh, bet you are, because you like Tam an awful lot. So, well, I love Tam, mm-hmm. but I think it's I think it's interesting because sympathizer is an interesting word to use for it, it. and I know what it means in this situation, but I sympathize with those poor fucking little kids yeah. that got molded into these killing machines. They had no poor FN two one eight seven. Yeah. You don't even have a fucking name. So if you get out of line, they just take you to a machine and they screw you up. Yeah. So that you don't have any personality. But do, okay, so sympathizer for the First Order in general, absolutely not, man. Like for their ideals, no, I I don't believe in domination and control. I am a fucking rebel. I like organization. At my core. Yeah, the New Republic kind of sucked too, though. Yeah, man. I'm, be- I'm beginning to think that the demilitarization that they went through, that Mom Mothma did was just fucking stupid. She's an idiot. <laughs> She's an idiot. Like, that was just... How do you go from, like, one extreme? How do you go from, like, fighting with the Rebel Alliance to saying, we don't need weapons and all this? Like, how stupid are you? And look what it ended up doing to them. Oh, yeah. What, five planets just gone. Gone. Yeah. Dunzo. <laughs> so this is three episodes in a row. Let's <laughs> see how many times I can say that. No, so uh let's see. We got another one. Oh, our buddy Jeff again. He says this would be a true butt whipping by the Republic clones, and their battle cry would be the troopers. Quarter yeah, courtesy of Iron Maiden. Up the irons. See, I was wondering if anybody was going to do the Iron Maiden song. Yeah, I'm queuing it up. You'll take my life, but I'll take yours too. You fire musket, but I'll run you through. So when you're waiting for the next attack, you better stand. There's no turning back. The fewer sounds, the times begins. So. I'm going to go see Iron Maiden for the first time in August. Have fun. I'm super excited. I can't wait. It's on a Thursday. I'm not going to sleep. Yeah, probably at all. Yeah. I, I, I have fun. Not I'm into not, I'm not a big Iron Maiden fan, though. No. But I'm happy for you. If you like Fair them, it's great, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I do. A lot and, of people love them. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're good. Iron Maiden? Excellent. So... I tell you what, man, um, we're hitting some really interesting points of view, I think, mm-hmm. on this. And I think we can kind of go a little bit deeper, especially because we really, God damn it. Yeah, you're going to be done, so I'm doing my. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, that's what she said. And that's also what Pete said. Uh, but I wanted to kind of compare these fictional soldiers to their real life influences. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can really take a unique route here because, Josh, you're a veteran of the United States Army. Yep. And we certainly appreciate 
all that you've done for us as well as all the other veterans. I appreciate it. We um, got paid for it. Well, <laughs> not enough could be said. And I don't even know how to reply to that, man, but absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put you on the spot. No, it's not even that, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's literally like, I don't feel like I could say anything. I, you, you, veterans are not paid for what they give. Oh, hell no. That's no. yeah. So if you were being facetious, that went over my head. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I was uh, just saying I did something. I got paid for it. It's well, whatever. fair enough, yeah. man. Well, we appreciate it, man. And if you feel it's your duty, that's cool. But I tell you what, man, do you think perhaps you might be able to help us civilians understand our beloved fictional troopers a little bit better with some real life examples in our U.S. military? Like, yeah, well, we could break them down. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, man. So, okay, let's let's think about it. Like, if a TK stormtrooper is basically the main ground force, mm-hmm. what are their real-life counterparts? That'd be just like the regular soldiers. Like, your generic, like your infantry, just your regular foot soldier. No specialties or nothing like that. Army and Marines. Marines yeah. Yeah. Hit the yeah. ground running. Probably going to leave Navy and Marine, uh, Air Force out of it. Until right. Until we talk about, like... We'll go ahead and skip forward and say like your tie pilots and your bombers and everything. Right. And it's obviously going to translate to your air force and your Navy, uh, pilots to your, your B one bombers and shit and your, uh, tie and your X wings and shit. That's going to be your regular fighters and stuff. Uh, there's not a whole lot of specialties in those. Um, you've got air force has like your warthogs, which are, slow moving and heavy uh, ground support vehicles. So um, that would be like a generic kind of tie, but then you get like those tie advanced and shit. So that'd be more like your um, 22 Raptors and stuff. So I'd say that would be more of like your more special pilots. Yeah. But as far as that, there's not a whole lot of like your Delta force and shit in the air force. There's not so much. As you're going through this, I was sitting there thinking about comparisons to the Navy. Like, obviously, the ships are sailing through space, Mm -hmm. and that's what that is. But, you know, we we really don't get much actual liquid submersion in Star Wars, aside from back to tanks. But you know what I'm saying. Right. (laughs) No, that's really cool, man. This is really illuminating. All right. So, okay. Let's move on to the next obvious choice. That would be the Scout. So, they're like sniper recon. They're specialists. Yeah. So... What what does that mean? Like, what what separates a specialist from the infantry? What we do in like our firing teams and stuff, like our um, we usually have like five to or four to eight guys in our like our fire team. It's um small groups in a platoon, and you set them up in squads, and then you've got fire teams in each of those, and you'll have a couple guys that are just really good shots. And that's going to be like your recon dudes. So you're um, you're going to kind of go ahead or you're going to have them spaced out somewhere and you're going to give them uh, like the 7.62 rifles, uh, longer range caliber weapons and stuff like that. Those so each shot be, matters more. Yeah. Because whereas you're if you're longer up, shots. Right. And so like up close, they're wasting, but each individual moment is more focused. They have mm-hmm. to be specialized. Up to the point to where you could even look at like special forces and these are going to be like your scout snipers. Yeah. Because, I mean, you've got like your biker scouts and stuff that you see like in Rebels. You saw how like um, towards the end of Rebels when they're looking with the uh, 
the world between worlds in mm-hmm. that little pit. And they've got so many of the scout troopers. They really do. I would say those would be more like the fire team guys. Like they're kind of like more your long range specialists and stuff, your recon dudes. But if you look at indoor, I would say more of those are more like your sniper teams for your more of your special forces. I think those guys are a little bit better shots and you want to have them out there in the bush a little bit longer. There may not be any real life comparison to this, but uh, okay. Our first look at them was on Endor mm-hmm. and they had the, the, the vehicle, the, the, the speeder bike. Yeah. And that was obviously for the terrain that they were oh, at. Yeah. So is a specialist going to be trained for individual things like that? Or does it wait to, to wait and see like where are they going to be deployed? And then they get special training based on that. Like if it's snowy, are they going to get snowmobile training and stuff like that? Or uh, is that, is that general? It depends on your MOS, but your, uh, your occupation in the military. If you're just like a regular dude, if you do like admin work or something like that, you might get to learn how to drive a Humvee. Maybe. Um, usually not. Like they have a couple of guys per office that do. That's about it. If you're a engineer, I was an engineer. Uh, we get to learn how to drive everything besides tanks. Because the one thing you probably wanted, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like Abrams and stuff like there's, there's schools for tanks. Like they're so, uh, technologically advanced that you need a lot of time learning how to operate just like the driving mechanism and then the visual mechanisms and stuff. And then you've got your firing teams and stuff. There's like four guys in a tank that actually make it all work and there's teams. So that's a whole different occupation. Right. So uh, besides that, we drive it all uh, from the Humvees to like forklifts to the big trucks to the Hemets and, everything would being an engineer have any sort of impact on your combat expectations yeah uh we've got 12 bravo up to like 12 echo i think um and it's the bravos are what the does guys, that mean uh it, the alpha identifier is what you're going to be doing bravo is the guys who go out there and we're the ones who um kind of blow up the doors and clear out the way for people and and you need to understand yeah. certain aspects. Okay, now that we makes do sense. a lot of demo, we we do a lot of um, infantry stuff gotcha. with explosions. Um, they have uh, the Charlie, which is more of like a carpenter. They will build fobs, like the bases and stuff. So they'll need to know how to operate like um, construction equipment and all that crap. So they get training on all that shit. That's kind of neat. It's really interesting, especially to think about the Empire, because in the First Order, they're more or less colonizing forcibly all these planets. So they need to learn, know how to do all that stuff, don't they? Yeah. It makes sense. Finn would have been like a general admin dude. Yeah. Yeah. So let's think about, let's do shock troopers. What's that going to be? That's going to be, like I talked earlier about fire teams. Yeah. You're going to have a heavy guy. Um, I had to do that for a little while. It sucked because you get stuck with either like a 249 or a 240, depends on where you're at. And for the layman, could you That's, explain what that is? That is a squad's automatic weapon as a saw. It's 249. It lays down 556. Five, it's a belt fed. Got it. Yeah. So Arnold. Uh, Arnold. Um, <laughs> if you've seen Rambo, down trees. Yeah. Um, the one Rambo just picks up. So kind of like um, Bayes. Baze's weapon. Yeah. That'd be like, that's the rebel version of a heavy yeah. shock trooper. Um, you're going to have at least two of those. 
no for kidding. a fire team. Yeah. No kidding. And then you're going to have a guy that runs ammo with you too. Cause yeah, somebody's got to, yeah, you're looking at like 30. I imagine pounds. somebody like holding a wedding dress as it goes down. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Uh, you got bandoliers out there, dude. There's That's so much crazy. Junk. So let's move on to a, a big heavy favorite here. Death troopers. What, what's that in comparison? I would say like the death troopers are going to be more of your, um, we saw them on Scarif. So there's a lot of water and stuff. I would re- relate those to more like a Navy SEAL. Um, plus kind of where we've seen them in Canon, they're a little bit of everywhere and they've got like this, um, kind of do all persona and the Navy SEALs are kind of like that. They do a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of amphibious and you kind of see their armor set up the same way. They do it all. They seem to be, I know this is a fictional universe, but mm-hmm. they, I think that um, there are little canon examples here and there that are saying that they are um, cybernetically enhanced. Yeah, they're bigger, taller, faster, stronger. So that would just be made up with extra special training. Yeah, I think basically. So. Well, it's our, uh, like the SEALs and our uh, Rangers and the Delta Force and stuff, your Green Berets and stuff like that. They go through a much more rigorous training than what just the regular yes. soldier goes through. And it the airborne. Takes, yeah. And it takes, that's like a prereg. Yeah. It takes more of a physical specimen to go through some of that stuff. So, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Spectacular. That's really cool. Like, as I was thinking about this, I actually got that old Green Beret song stuck in my head. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Mm, got a bunch of them. So, well, okay. Know. I'm going to play the one that I know at the end of this for you. Um, Let's move on, man. Let's talk about your favorite. Shadow? Yeah. I'd I always s- thought they were kind of ninja-like, you know, in a way. They're neat. I would equate them to like, um, see, the Green Berets do like a lot of cool shit. And it's a lot of nighttime stuff. It's unconventional. That's kind of where I would relate the Shadow Troopers because the black armor and the, the camouflage. And there's not a lot of them. You never really see them operate within big teams. The SEALs operate in a good sized team, like five or so. Shadow Troopers, you only see just a couple. So I would assume they're more of like our armies, Green Berets, maybe our Rangers, if there's more of them that we just didn't get to see because they do that weird yeah. disappearing <laughs> shit. But um, they seem, I was wondering when Rangers would come into it. Yeah. Interesting. I knew I, w- I worked with a Ranger in, in a restaurant, obviously, but he was when he was back home. Oh yeah. And he used to tell me all kinds of the crazy stuff. And he was probably the biggest jack motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. They about have to be. He could do one armed push-ups like it was nobody's business. And I was just like, man, I I literally know for a fact I could never do what you do. <laughs> it's so cool. And I got a lot of respect for them and every every other troop as well. So we were talking about airborne and green berets. So jump troopers obviously. I would be their airborne, I think. Yeah. yeah. So what else uh can you think of any other comparisons based on what you've seen i mean they, we've got like the sand troopers and stuff and um then you've got your like you like the uh the snow troopers or the cold weather troopers on hoth we have um 10th mountain division and they do a lot of like higher altitude uh remote kind of stuff so you've got like a specialty force uh third id does a lot of heavy um equipment and they do Lots of tanks and lots of artillery. So each regiment has its own specialties. Uh, 25th ID does a lot of um, 
remote shit also more um hot crap fourth um uh, fourth infantry division is over in afghanistan a lot yeah so they also swap with uh the 10th mountain a lot so you've got regiments that are very in tune with those terrains that are learned how to fight in this specific region. And I think that in like the empire, you've got your snow troopers who are, you're going to send those guys to Hoth. You're not going to send your sand troopers to Hoth. They're going to die. And we have certain gear. We've got our cold weather gear. We do cold weather training. Um, I was in New Jersey for like two months in 15. And it was during that, like that big lakefront, snow drift yeah. when everything was going on with Russia and we're looking at going to war. So they sent us up there to do cold weather training without our snowsuits, without anything, no generators, no power, no water, no food for like almost two months. Do you think it was effective? Um, do you think it would have been effective? I'll tell you what, uh, deal with cold weather better. Yeah. Like biologically. Now, it kind of, I don't know, it done something weird to me. Um, Interesting. Yeah, like hot. Just like triggered. It's weird. Certain nervous system responses. Interesting. So hot weather, like, fucks me up now. Um, Like, I just get hot easier. Like, it just doesn't work. But the colder it is, it doesn't bother me. I can be at 20 degrees in just a hoodie and be great and fine. Uh, 40 degrees in the morning felt awesome. Uh, Mm. It's weird. but we learned how to survive on living in a canvas tent with no forms of heat. Um, just like our little, uh, tan waffle tops and stuff like that yeah. layered up. Uh, I had some pictures on Facebook. I'll have to dig through and find them and see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw them up at, at some point, um, after this one comes up for anybody that wants to talk a little bit more about that. Now I got to say, man, like with, with books like, Lost Stars coming out and Alphabet Squadron. What it's doing is it's humanizing what's underneath those helmets, and it's it's kind of letting us understand them a little bit more. Oh yeah. And honestly, this conversation has expanded my view of all the different troopers. And I think like next time I see a scout trooper, when I play, you know, Jedi Fallen Order, I'm yeah. gonna think, why is he posted on Kashyyyk right, right now and stuff or, like or that? The trees and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. You're gonna long range looking. It's really it makes sense. It's really cool, man, and I appreciate the uh, perspective that that you were able to bring to this conversation. And uh, like I said before, respect you for for your sacrifice, of course. I appreciate it. And um, I tell you what, any other veterans out there in the podcast community, yeah, come forward. We would like to talk with you more, obviously, anytime. Because I don't personally know of any besides you, and I would love not to. in the podcast, no. right? And that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. So I tell you what, man. We talked about a lot, but you know what? Let's just end this with uh, one final little challenge here. So stormtroopers are are so named from the German specialist soldiers of World War One, mm-hmm. and uh, the name means shock troops. So let's attempt to pronounce the, the German word. Let's do it. Take wow. take take a look at this bad boy. What do you think? Oh, is it Strostruppen? So it's the biggest. This is this is crazy. Like okay, so. Like you call it the big S, right? Mm-hmm. That's literally not in any other language. Yeah. And it's the only non-Latin. It's, I would call it a harsh S, 
a hard S? Stolz. 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 I think you, you maybe. You gotta hit that R. Nah. No. I'm gonna hit it more like an L. German's interesting, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't claim to be a linguist by any means, but like, I've studied a bit of it, a dot of a dot, better with Japanese, but man, I tell you what, <laughs> all right, we're going to do this on the count of three. You're going to do yours and I'm going to do mine. And we're going to call on Katarina, who's probably calling us idiots right yeah, now. No, right. <laughs> and then you, you let us know who won this one. And then the winner gets, the winner doesn't have to buy one issue out of their file. Okay. That worked. Whenever Katarina, we're, we're counting on you, Katarina. All right. So you first, Josh, I'm going to say three. And then you go. One, two, three. Strollstruppen. That sounded like um, some of those dudes trying oh, to say. Oh, there's not an R. My bad. It's after the T. Yeah, it is. So it's. It, but it sounded like people trying to say Mithral Nudorodo. Oh, see, I read it wrong. Can I get another shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is your last shot. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Actually, no. If you read it wrong, go ahead. Try it. Try it. You get three tries. Just go boom, boom, boom. Strollstruppen. Strollstruppen. Troopin. Stolz Troopin. That's Stolz Troopin. Yeah. The last one. The hard S, I think, is more like a S Z at Yeah. Stolz Troppen. Stolz Troppen. Troppen. Stolz Troppen. I'm going with that last one. Okay. Stolz Troppen. That's what I'm going with. All right. So let us know what you think, Katarina. And if anyone else, if you know German, let us know I'm how. I'm STR for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what. This was a really cool episode. I enjoyed it and I learned a lot and hopefully you guys did too. And um, if you want to let us know anything that you thought about this or, you know, throw any corrections our way, because, you know, I mean, we, we covered a lot of different like specialist roles in the troops in like, like Star Wars, you know, sometimes I get them mixed up and you never know. I just, I would rather know. Oh yeah. So a little convoy told me that the next episode is going to be about Rogue One. Mm-hmm. So you guys, uh, we're looking for some comlink chatter about Rogue One, just in general. What do you like about it? Uh, what do you hate about it? I doubt there's much people hate about it. It's a very popular movie. And another thing that we're, we might be looking for is some listings. And what I mean by that is your top three favorite Star Wars movies. Yeah, or five, you know, just send it to us. Let us know, because I think it's interesting how everyone's is totally different. And oh, I, yeah. I want some reasons. I, I want some reasons. So let us know a little bit about that. We're going to be talking about that next week. So how do you get that to us? Our comlink chatter, get that via email or voicemail to comlink at jamtransmissions.com. We usually record on Wednesdays, don't forget. So aim to get that in on Tuesday nights. Thank you, Johnny. You actually had plenty of time, buddy. Oh, yeah. And um, But yeah, just ensure that it gets on the show like that, guys. Tuesday nights, that gives me time to to log it up. That way I can just come straight here from work, the, the comic book store. Download it. And get it done. Yeah. Um, we're on Twitter at JTComLink, Facebook and Instagram at Jam Transmissions. And you can support the show and get bonus content at patreon.com forward slash Jam Transmissions. And be sure to check out our new blog with articles from Josh, myself, and Eden at jamtransmissions.wordpress.com. Now, Josh, you shared some Shadow Trooper art recently. I did. It was a lot of fun to make. How? Yes, it was awesome, too. Your your art on that iPad Pro is it's just it, it keeps getting better and better. It's awesome. I'm learning brushes and stuff. So yeah, yeah it's good. And, and I like that first. Uh, actually, there's there's one that 
that you did for me uh, that we got to share here soon that I did it all for the Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we're going to share that one this week. And um, you guys cannot miss out on Josh's artwork. It's not always just Star Wars. There's anime and stuff mm-hmm. too. But where can people follow you? Uh, JD Row 812 at Instagram. It's usually where I post most of my stuff first. And then uh, Joshua Row 24. That's at Twitter. Good deal. And I am at Pete Skeet 2 on Twitter. And of course, we're both on JT Comlink and all that at any given time. We usually put our name at the end of it. so Or an initial or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so come talk to us and uh, always looking for more ideas. We got some real cool stuff coming up in July. And uh, that's going to involve a crossover podcast. So another thing I will ask, do you guys want to hear a, a specific guest on our show? Do you want to hear us on someone else's show? Let us know, let them know, and let's we'll do it. it. Yeah. yeah, we'll make it happen. So, Josh, it's been a blast, man. May the force be with you. And with all of you. Fighting soldiers from the sky. Fearless men who jump and die. Men who mean just what they say. The brave men of the Green Beret. Silver wings upon their chest These are men, America's best One hundred men will test today But only three in the Green Beret Trained to live off nature's land Trained in combat hand to hand Men who fight by night and day Courage take from the Green Beret Silver wings upon their chests These are men, America's best One hundred men will test today I, I don't know, man. If 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 we're gonna get more answers to his end game, or if there's ever any end game, any end game, that's really hard to say. Any end game, I can't say it. <laughs>